Hello there, Grease the Wheels Nation. This is Eric, the producer, talking to you again just for a little bit here before the episode. Here to tell you about this company that we're working with called the Toolheads Crate. Now, toolheadscrate.com, it's another one of those crate subscription services, but this is really the only one that applies to any part of the Grease the Wheels listenership. Their motto is cheap box, better stuff. Now, what they do is they take a cheap little box and they load it up full of t-shirts, discount codes, coupons, and and some of the little things that give you a taste of some of your favorite tool companies. Now, in this month's tool crate, they are giving out some precision tools featuring SP Tools USA. That's going to be along with some of those discount codes and coupons and t-shirts. But as they always do, they do one crazy high value box for one lucky winner every month. And this one is a great one. Their Golden Wrench tool set this month is a 8-piece 15 degree offset large reversible ratcheting wrench set from sizes 20 to 32 millimeters and that's a $400 value for one lucky winner this month crates are $35.99 plus exact shipping and let's be real that's probably a lot less than what you owe your snap-on guy right now toolheadscrate.com hit them up and give them the discount code GTW10 for 10% off of your first crate order that's GTW10 at toolheadscrate.com. Now, I think it's about time to get to the feature presentation here of Uncle Jimmy talking about millennials. All right, boys and girls, it's your Uncle Jimmy saying welcome from the Rock and Roll Garage. It's another episode of Grease the Wheels, your technician weekly podcast trying to help pull you out of the sunken ditch of insanity that is being an automotive technician. All right. All right. Feeling a little wacky today. Hey, I want to talk to you about millennials. Yeah, a universally hated group of people who did nothing to deserve that. Uh, Some of you will say that they have done nothing, period. And that's true. They're young. They have lots to do. That's true. It's true. They have a lot of catching up to do. But I want to fill you in on something. Then this is what the uh, what one of the pitfalls of having a good memory is. Uh, every generation of people that has come along has somehow gotten some goofy-ass fucking label. There's Gen Xers, there's Gen Ys, there's the me generation, there's the baby boomers, there's whatever. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't even really matter, honestly, where you fit into that group. Whether uh, myself, personally, I'm a very late, baby boomer okay i'm an old guy i get it go ahead insert old person joke here it's fine i know a lot of the guys i work with they uh they like to bust my chops about being uh, a certain age when something happened to me and then i met, then they asked me when it happened and i rattle off the year that it happened and they go oh i was in second grade you know but my response is to some of them they will be like oh you know when did that happen? I'll be like, well, relax. It happened back when you were still sperm, okay? So, you know, I know I'm old. It's fine. I can deal with it. And I remember very distinctly when I graduated from high school, and this is not a lie. This is not something I made up. I remember when I graduated from high school, I graduated from high school was the class of 1980, okay? And now every one of you out there is doing the math. Don't tell me you're bad at math because you have just now figured out how old I probably am from that last statement. It's fine. I don't care. I know I'm old. 
So does every part of my body. Thank you very much. But I remember distinctly reading in the paper, looking at the paper and seeing a headline probably about three or four months after I graduated from high school that said, class of 80, dumbest ever. I'm not even shitting you. It said the class of 1980 was the dumbest ever. And this was in 1980. And I, I remember showing my mom. I go to my mom. I go, hey, look at this. It says the class of 80 is the dumbest ever. And she said to me, well, what does the article say? And I said, I don't know. Can you read it to me? So (laughs) I made a joke out of it, but it was actually something that really did happen. Um, All generations of people have been derided for whatever, except for one generation. Obviously, the generation of gentlemen and ladies who stepped up and fought World War II, they're often referred to as the greatest generation. Nobody ever says that they're the generation that didn't have a choice. And, and I would imagine some of them did opt out of doing anything for the war effort, but there was that was very few and far between. Once the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, uh, Americans of all ages and races just said, oh yeah, you wanna bomb us? Hold my beer. And they got fucking busy and they got to work and they got it over with and they defeated one of the worst dictators the world has ever known. And uh, well, they didn't, they had some help. They defeated the Japanese in their quest to take over the world or at least the uh, South, the Asian part of it. Anyway, I digress. All of the generations have been derided for something. Generation after ours, after the one I'm in, was derided for being yuppies and greedy and upwardly mobile, which is somehow a bad thing. Uh, And then there were Gen Xers who didn't seem to care about much of anything. And now we have millennials, which are, I don't know, I'm imagining that these are people who were born right around the year 2000. Okay, fine. So that's, it's the latest generation out there. And what you'll know, what you'll notice is that a hell of a lot of them are not becoming automotive technicians. And you know why? It's not some deep-seated fear of work. It is not some fear of getting their hands dirty, and it's not because they don't like cars. Some of them don't, but for the most part, they still like them and need them and want them. No, actually, to heap praise on the millennials, they're too smart for this job because when they talk to us, the older people in this business, and they say, hey, you know, I was thinking about becoming an automotive mechanic, an automotive technician, we all said, in a loud voice, why the fuck would you want to do that? It's stupid. Get a job where you sit in an office and you wear a tie and you poke keys on a computer keyboard and you invent programs and apps, all kinds of shit like that to make everyone's life easier. Why wouldn't you want to do that instead of leaning over a fender and getting greasy and filthy and dirty and burnt and cut and yelled at because you can't figure out that this wire has six ohms resistance in it instead of just 0.06 and that it's not good even though you have some continuity to it even though you didn't fuck with the car and even though it's not your car and you have to stick your hand into a spot to get a bolt off and the pipe next to it is about 12,000 fucking degrees yeah I wouldn't recommend this this job to anybody and if you are then you're just a masochist. Now, obviously some kids will get into this field. Uh, The draw of working on cars is great when you're young. You wanna do things to cars. You wanna fix them, you wanna build them, you wanna race them, you wanna run them, you wanna paint them and customize them. Yeah, 
I get it. I went to tech school with a whole bunch of kids who wanted to do all of that shit. And I can tell you right now that a very large majority of them are not doing that shit right now. There are other things, you know, they're firefighters or they're, you know, uh, managers at a fast food restaurant or, I mean, there's a million other fucking jobs that they can do. And guess what? They're doing it, even though they have training as an automotive technician. A lot of them tried it for a couple, two, three weeks, maybe two, three months, maybe even a couple years. Some of you have been doing it for a couple, two, three years and are looking for the exit right now as we speak. And you may or may not even be a millennial, but millennials to me, in my opinion, seem like they're smart enough to actually avoid the fucking problem in the first place, which I wasn't smart enough to do. <laughs> Quite frankly, on a personal level, I love what I do. I don't love the pay. I think it could be higher. I think it should be higher. I think it should be rewarded for being experienced and trained and showing up every day and doing the job as correctly and as properly as possible and being available and still being friendly and having a good attitude. I mean, really, literally, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you that I'm the best there ever was. I'm not, but I am a pretty good employee all the way around. Uh, I help my buddies out. They help me out. We have a good time. We laugh. Uh, I have a good sense of humor. I'm very difficult to offend. Just everything about the way I do my job is pretty much the way you would want someone to do their job. The only thing that I do that's objectionable to anybody at all is that I get angry, and I know we all do, but I've got it down to a science. We get angry, I get angry, and I yell at stuff. I yell at stuff, not people, okay? Because people get offended. People have, you know, these delicate egos and all that. I don't yell at people. I don't get mad at people. I don't threaten them. I don't, I don't have anything to do with people. If I'm pissed off, I direct my anger towards inanimate objects, tools that went onto the floor, screwdrivers and wrenches that don't do what I want them to do, or that slip out of my hand. I get very angry with them, okay? And you might think, wow, Uncle Jimmy, you never really told us that you were insane. Well, it's really not insane because guess what? Inanimate objects cannot testify in a court of law. Okay, you're not going to see a snap on 11 millimeter wrench on the stand at a trial going. So tell us, how did the defendant abuse you? Well, he called me a motherfucker and threw me on the floor 30,000 times. And then I have to sit there in the defendant's box and shake my head going, yeah, I did that. I fucked that fucking wrench up. And then they'll be like, why did you take it out on this 11 millimeter wrench? Well, number one, he never fucking fit right. Even though I know the bolt was 11 millimeters head size. He fell on the floor all these times when I didn't want him to. I asked him specifically, do not fall on the fucking floor. And yet there he is on the floor laughing at me. Of course, I'm going to pick him up and throw him back down there. Oh, you want to be on the floor, huh? Just so you can get an idea about how fucking crazy the son of a bitch behind the microphone is, okay? But that's the thing. That's the only thing I do that really keeps me from being employable. And actually, in some cases, it's enough. <laughs> okay, but anyway, we started talking about generations and I've fucking gone completely off the rails here. What I wanna tell you about millennials and other people that I've met that are young and, and that are looking to get into this business is that they're, they are just lost. They are really lost and it's not their fault. I don't feel, honestly, because they go to school and they learn what they need to learn, but they can't buy experience. You can't buy it. You go to the store to try to buy experience and they proof you and they go, hey, you're way too fucking young to buy experience. And the only way they're gonna get experience is by coming into your shop and getting it day by day, a little at a time. And you can show them stuff all you want. 
And sometimes, and this is, you know, obviously here again, I've said this a million times, it's too general of a statement to be true in all cases. But in a lot of cases, some people who've gone to a technical school or have worked on cars, they feel like there's nothing that you can teach them that they don't already know. You can't tell me anything. You can't tell me anything. And this is not generational. Sure, millennials behave this way sometimes. So do Gen Xers and Gen Yers and Generation Me and Baby Boomers and probably even people from the greatest generation were like that too. It's like, look, you don't fucking tell me. You don't have any advice for me, old timer. You don't. There's nothing you can tell me that I don't already know. That's bad. That's wrong. But that's not something that was invented by one generation or the other. Not at all. You know, if you wanted to be it, if you actually were truly, generally, truly and honestly and genuinely interested in becoming an automotive technician, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, guess what? People are going to fuck with you. People are going to try to teach you things. You're going to think you know it. Then you're going to learn you didn't know it. And then you're going to be like, wow, I'm sorry I was a jerk because I didn't know this. Uh, shit, even I do that to this day. I ask all the guys in my shop for their opinion on something I'm doing all the time. And honestly, I think it makes them think that I'm stupid, which is fine. I don't really give a fuck what people think about me, honestly. But if they give me some tidbit of information or some advice on something that I didn't know anything about or that I wasn't sure about, then I'm ahead of the game. And if they think I'm stupid, that that's fine. That's their loss. I'm not stupid. Some stuff I am actually stupid about... <laughs> but that's not one of them, okay? I just like it a second opinion. And unfortunately for me, it makes me look like a retard. But that is, as a matter of fact, just a short putt for par, Jimmy. All right, but as far as some of the problems that we feel like are coming down the pike with this next generation, they're problems that, that just keep reoccurring over and over and over again every year. Young kids get into this business that we're in of fixing things, whether they're automotive technicians or heavy duty truck technicians or whether they're airplane technicians, you know, or whether they're HVAC guys or anybody else that fixes stuff. If they're young and even if they've been completely trained, they just lack the experience. And that's really all that millennials are missing is the experience. And someday, some this is going to be long after I'm gone, I hope. Someday, there's going to be an article in the paper that says, Millennials retiring at a record pace, putting a great strain on Social Security. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what generation you're from, we're all terrible at saving up money for retirement. We're all very, very bad at that. So that's not something that's going to be solved anytime soon. It's not something that's going to get better. It's always going to be terrible. Franklin Roosevelt seemed to know it. Uh, he was ahead of his time as far as that goes. I'm not a big, huge fan of uh, of the government taking care of us, but God damn it, Social Security, that's money that I've been giving them all these years. I'm going to want it back. But when we're talking about millennials, there'll be a There'll be a generation after them and millennials will chime in that they suck just like we chime in about how they suck. Uh, we're gonna feel like they're lazy, like they're stupid, like they don't wanna work on cars. And you know what, quite frankly, it shows that there's a little bit of intelligence going on there if they don't wanna work on cars because the people who run these businesses of ours that we're working for have, have done this to themselves. I've gone on and on and on about this ad infinitum. You know, you take a guy, he's got skill, he's got talent, he's got experience, training. He's, he's I mean, this you've heard this a million fucking times. It's, it's a broken record with Uncle Jimmy. He keeps talking about the same thing. You're the goose that lays the golden egg, for Christ's sakes. That's great. 
You're very valuable. You're the talent. You're the guy who does the work. You're the guy who fixes the shit they bring you. You're the guy who creates labor out of nothing. And then they sell that labor and they give you a very tiny slice of that pie. And these fucking people have painted themselves into a corner with that tiny slice of the pie. And millennials are gonna be their undoing. Millennials are going to upset the apple cart because they're gonna want cars. I get up in the morning and I go to work and I look at the highway that I live next to and there are fucking cars from stem to stern. I'm probably looking at easily 100,000 cars. And if you wait 10 minutes, there's a whole another batch of completely different cars, 10,000 of them, 100,000 of them. There's thousands and thousands and millions and millions of cars in this country alone. And in the country that you are in, if you're listening to this overseas or abroad or not from the United States, there's cars fucking everywhere. And you know who wants to fix them? Nobody, nobody. And so, Regardless of whether they want to or not, they're going to have to step up with the pay because every day, every day, more technicians leave this business than enter it. And no amount of training programs or apprenticeships or or college scholarships to automotive technician schools is going to fix that. Millennials are just they're, I'm giving them credit where credit may or may not be due, but they're not getting into this business, boys and girls. They're not doing it. And if they are, God bless you. God bless you. You are going to reap the benefits of all of your fellow millennials not getting into this business. You wait. When you're the only technician in town who can fix something and everyone else is doing something else and has no fucking clue as to how to fix their car, you can charge them whatever the fuck you want. You should get paid whatever you decide you want to get paid. Because the laws of supply and demand will eventually choke the living shit out of every entrepreneur, every capitalist who owns a car dealership or a car repair shop in the world, not just the United States, but the world. And millennials will be responsible for that. They will earn, they will earn untold millions of dollars because they're the ones out of several hundreds of thousands of people, they're the ones who chose to do this and are doing it. And now you need to pay. The root, your roosters will come home to roost and you will have to fork over or your shop will be empty and the cars that you take in will not get fixed and you will be fucked. You will have nothing to charge anybody. See the jobs in your build, the jobs that you have, um, if, you're, if you're running a shop, if you own a shop, if you work in a dealership, whatever, the jobs that you have that you can fill without any fucking problem, you have to start thinking to yourself, how come... Every time I put an ad in the paper for a salesman, I get 20, 30 responses, maybe five, 10 good ones. Why? Because you don't have to go to college to sell cars. You don't even have to graduate from fucking high school to sell cars. All you need to learn is how to overcome the objection. You know, if some guy says, I don't like a blue, I don't want it in blue, I want it in white. There's the objection. You overcome it by getting them a white car and not a blue one. They want a car payment that's $400 a month. Great. You're going to have to pay for it for 145 months, but it's $400 a month. There you go. You've overcome the objection. Fucking easy as shit. Any high school dropout could sell cars. Honestly. How about management? Well, (laughs) sure, there's schools for management, but I'd say 90% of the people that you work for that are in management have a 
fucking gone to them. So you get these clowns, these asshats who are in management, and they're in management for no other reason than the job that they were in before. They did a fairly decent job at it, and so they got moved up to see if they could do that job too. And there's actually a term for that. You always rise to the level of your incompetence. You know, you might have been the best service advisor in the world. You might have been the best service advisor in the entire world. Okay, well, what we'll do now is we'll make you a service manager. And guess what? You're an incompetent service manager. Oh, that's just great. You have risen to the level of your incompetence. And you don't have to go to school to be a service manager. You certainly don't have to go to school to be a service advisor. All you need to know how to do is type. Any millennial can do that because they're usually down in their basement writing code for some app that they want to try to unload onto the the people of earth that isn't going to do shit for them, but maybe they think for some reason or another that they can make a million dollars either running this app or selling it. Okay. So now you get to technicians and you're like, well, it's pretty easy to sort out technicians. Have you worked in a shop before? No. Have you ever fixed a car? No. Did you go to school for it? No. Okay. Well, that's a door. And if you pull on it, it swings okay and I want you to go and I want you to check out how it works and when you figure out how it works don't let it hit you in the ass on the way out fuck face nobody's gonna get hired as a technician ever without having some sort of experience some sort of training you're not gonna do it and if you do then you're just a dumb fucking competent manager end of sentence and it's not generational I get hired wherever it is I work because I can do the job. I've demonstrated in the past I can do the job and uh, people believe me when I tell them I'm good at what I do. But if you're fresh out of school, if you made the uh, sacrifice to go to a tech school and learn how to be an automotive mechanic, great. We're gonna start you right here. We're gonna start you right here at the beginning. You're gonna pay your dues, move up through the ranks, and then someday you'll be a master technician, maybe a shop foreman, team leader. But that's it. You don't got anywhere else you can go from there. No, you're pegged. That's fine. Millennials don't want that. No no generation of people wants to be uh, pigeonholed into doing just one job forever. Even service advisors don't get treated that bad. Very rarely, and this is just from my personal experience, very rarely do uh, service technicians ever get promoted into uh, management positions. And it's because People who are in management positions don't believe the technicians know how to do anything other than fix a car. They think we're just stupid apes with tools. They get lucky. Really, um, I, I mean that sincerely. Uh, I, I, I've had my service manager now tell me that when I got done fixing a car that I was lucky. And uh, I wanted very desperately to punch him right in his fucking cocksucker because there is nothing about what I do to cars that has anything to do with fucking luck. And if you mention it again, I will not restrain myself. I will knock you out. And you will be lucky to not be dead. Not lucky. Not lucky. I didn't spend my entire life working on cars so I could guess what's wrong with them. I don't care what fucking generation you're from. My generation will not take shit like that from anybody of any generation. So remember that. You are lucky to have the job that you have and if you keep going the way you're going now you won't have it for very much longer because it's not going well Uh, we have a situation where nobody wants to work for us nobody worth working for us wants to work for us and they haven't analyzed the situation closely enough 
to figure out what they're doing wrong. Anyway, that has nothing to do really with generations, although it's possible. It's possible. I mean, uh, people's attitudes and people's uh, line of thinking is is generally theirs and not doesn't belong to a generation. There's another reason why I stick up for millennials. Uh, I worked at a place one time where we had a, a person who also worked for us who was definitely a millennial and was one of the most hyper ambitious, smart and talented people I've ever met in my life. And this person is well on their way to being, they're already a very accomplished and intelligent, well-rounded, nice, pleasant person. Very, very pleasant, very nice, intelligent, sweet, charming, everything you like about people. And this person has that going on. And they're going to move forward and be just amazing and incredible and a shining example of, of a millennial, but a shining example of the best qualities of the human race. So I like to stick up for millennials because of this person and because they don't all deserve to be run down into a ditch and beaten to their half dead because of some fucking retarded malcontents somewhere who just happened to be born at or around the same time. It's kind of ridiculous. So when you talk about millennials, let's cut them a little slack. Hopefully when they're uh, in the middle of ripping the next generation, they'll cut them some slack. I know people have cut my generation some slack. I know there's there's some other people who've wanted to put down my generation, but uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay. So let's uh, lighten up on them a little bit. Let's show them what to, what to do. Let's... Uh, Let's praise them for being smart enough not to do the stupid shit that we do. If we're if we're automotive technicians and nobody else is, what does that say about us? <laughs> it says you guys are fucking lunatics. <laughs> and in my case, they're dead goddamn right. <laughs> okay, that's enough of me com- complaining or rather not complaining about the generations of people who are automotive technicians or who aren't. Uh, this is your Uncle Jimmy from behind the mic at the Rock and Roll Garage. I'm signing off saying so that is it for this week's episode of grease the wheels for this week's spotlighted automotive content creator we are taking a look at jrc54 over there on youtube he just had an awesome video about as seen on tv tools actually it's about six months old but i gotta be honest it was really really pretty insightful not all the tools that you see on tv are garbage they're not all gonna do what they say they can do but some of them are actually pretty good as we have found out hey make sure you guys hit us up with your comments questions concerns we love hearing from you guys always if you have any ideas for a new episode make sure you hit us up if you're listening over there on itunes make sure you give us a review or two that always helps us out next week we are talking about the free stuff that is the stuff that customers or management want us to do pro bono it's going to be an interesting episode take care everyone have a good week